Welcome to Crafty Brewers Tales Behind Craft Beer, the podcast that will increase your enjoyment of craft beer or your money back. Now, I say that, my partner does not agree with me. Nobody gets anything. All right. On this episode, we go from grain to glass with the crew from Skeleton Key Brewery and learn how Mother Nature took over half of their brewery. It was 8,000 square feet. Mother Nature took half. And yet, despite that, they are back. We are also going to bust a beer myth, and we are going to shine a harsh light on this week in bad customer behavior. I'm beer drinker extraordinaire Brian Newton. With me, as always, oh, she has so many titles. She is the high priestess of hops. She is the matriarch of malts. She is the baroness of brews. She's also legit the co-owner and chief everything officer of Exit Strategy Brewing, Catherine Vallow. Hello. Hey, buddy. Hi, guys. First of all, should we... hang on, hang on. Yes, let's be yeah, polite. Let's introduce. We have, let's we have, we have company. Everybody, we do have company. We have company. The team uh, from the aforementioned Skell and Key Brewery. We have Paul and Emily Slayton. They are the co-owners, and John Sopa. He is the co-owner also. Uh, John is also the head brewer. And uh, for those of you genealogy people at home, and John, did I mispronounce the, the last name? Slightly, but it's it's, it's, it's correct. Shopa. Shopa. Shopa yes. All right. From now on, I have to type everything out phonetically. <laughs> this is truly a family operation because you and Emily are brother and sister. Yes. And Paul and Emily are husband and wife. And so I guess you guys are a brother in brothers in law. Yes, All right. Correct, yeah. So that's great. And that's it. Except for your father in law, he's the only other like core investor. So it is truly. This is a family thing. Family yeah. ops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Let's get to this week's beer myth. I have heard, like I heard, that all beer is bitter. Wrong. What? How can that be? So wrong. But I've heard it forever. Right. You're wrong. It's wrong. And it's the myth that we are going to talk about this week. Guys, I think this is an appropriate myth um, for not only our shop, but your shop as well. Because we, and you guys especially, brew a super diverse portfolio of beers that aren't only bitter. So this myth of, I'm going to go into a place and... <laughs> you know, bitch about every single beer being bitter is in fact a lie. Could it be that the beer drinker is bitter? <laughs> oh, that's 100%. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to clarify how this, how this But not all beer is bitter. So beer involves, I mean, there are four basic ingredients to all beer, right? Mm. Water. Malt. Malt. Hops. Hops. Yeast. There it is. Great job. There are your. I got it, guys. I got it. Great job, buddy. Great job. Oh he, had it, he had it written on his hand. Oh, is that you noticed that? He got there. Like, right, sweaty guy. I had to guess on the last one. <laughs> right. so How much are you doing? Good job. We have to pay attention for these numbers of years. <laughs> when we say hops, there's a misconception that all hops are bitter. Now, every single beer needs a kind of hop in it. Sometimes they are bittering hops, which is just part of the process. It's like a. I don't know. It's like a trash, nonchalant, like just a hop you throw in there that you have to put in there. There Is are that part of your marketing, but we're just using the trash nonchalant hops. <laughs> yes, welcome to Exit Strategy Trash Hop Company. Uh, trash Hop. Trash Hop. Trash Hop is a new beer name. Call it the other one. Yeah, new Kalea. It's an extra hazy, dank, milk, shaky. Everything's on with IPA. Trash Hop. Trash Hop. Sorry. You're welcome, world. So not all, copyright that quickly. Not all beer is bitter. And we can say this because we know that there are different beer styles that are designed specifically not to be bitter. And one of the greatest examples is sours. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they're sour, which is a whole different part of your palate. It's right in their name. <laughs> My God, I was doing... Yeah, you're pounding on the table. Stop pounding on the sorry, table. Sorry, sorry. Mike is picking it up. He's right. Sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we've got different types of beers and different types of beer styles. So no, when you come in here and say, I don't like beer, it's all bitter. It's not. Can I ask a question? Of course you can. You can and, and, this, and you guys can answer this too. As a beer consumer, it seems like more and more, especially the IPAs, have gone for the hoppier, more bitter. And it's, it, that, has, that may be what's skewing some people's judgment, where if they go somewhere and, and they're IPA forward and their brewery is, oh, we, we do, it's just triple, quadruple. There's so many hops in here, you actually need to eat this, drink this through a strainer. There's a it's, tipping point, though, too. Yes, you right? Know? Yeah, I mean, there, you can speak to this better than anybody can, but there's a tipping point to your, your, your you know, how bitter your beer's gonna get <laughs> and, and how bitter you want it as well. I mean, there's plenty of IPAs out there that are meant to be juicy and not as bitter at the end. So another great example of a word that we use that isn't bitter, right? You can be juicy. There exactly. are sours. There are, I mean, 
lager drinkers don't describe their lagers as bitter. Sure. God damn, this hand is going to like... Might... <laughs> We're just getting you a gavel for next This is a really time. hard... This is a hard episode for a hand talker. Um, well, you... Right. It's... When we get into that whole conversation, though, again, it's stylistically, no, not every beer is bitter because not every style is designed to be bitter, right? Mm -hmm. So I think this whole, like, well, I don't drink beer, it's too bitter. Well, then you're not educated. Yeah, then you need to go away. I mean, <laughs> then, you know, go drink a White Claw this, with your girlfriends. I don't you, care. Yeah, you, I know. That's what I'm um, saying. You, we do judge. I apologize I, this night. White Claw has spice. Does it? <laughs> white Claw has it's a white place. Claw has sure, place. outside of rehab. That's where it is. <laughs> Does it slap? Would you in a pool? Oh, wow. I don't know. I'd go that far. Okay. Is it fire? <laughs> you am too old to say that anyway. Like 15. I don't know. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think this, this is one of these beer myths that's great to bust because, again, you've got a, the range of beer, especially with how the craft beer industry has exploded. The range of style that's out should debunk the myth on its own. Like looking at anybody's beer boards, if they're a balanced brewery, like you guys have a super balanced portfolio mm -hmm. and you always have. Um, it should be answered. It's like, again, well, yeah. it should debunk itself. You're like, quick answer. Yeah. I'm drinking your migration, which is a toasted coconut golden ale. I should say John. Migratory. <laughs> Migratory. Uh, not better at all. Yeah. Not that, better at all. So, yeah. I right mean, it has. It, it, busted. It has, it has hops, just like. Every beer, oh, but it's ruin it. well because you know there's we <laughs> still want to we still want to balance yeah, we still want to balance beers yes. right so oh, it's great you know you go too heavy into malt too heavy into hops um, in any case it's always a little bit just too out of balance it gets too sweet with too much malt it gets too uh, bitter with too much early hop additions so you know the goal should always be some sort of harmonious uh, accompaniment between both of those things you know yeah but. Depending on the style of beer, you go a little bit heavier on this side, a little bit heavier on this side, but there's always a little bit of those in there to kind of play off of each other. Yep. So that myth? Busted. 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 All right. Well, let me, let me introduce our guests one more time because this, it's very exciting to have them all here. They are the, the creative team behind Skeleton Key Brewery in Woodridge, Illinois. All three co-owners. We have Paul and Emily Slayton and John Schopa who is the, uh, not only the co-owner, but the head brewer at Skeleton Key. And uh, you guys gained notoriety in the Chicagoland market, not for something you wanted to gain notoriety for. You had you'd opened the brewery, things were going well. You had added on a little extension, things are looking great. Then COVID hits, and you're affected like every other brewery. And you start canning so that you can so that you can survive. And everything's, everything's going along. So much so, I think, right, that you, you sign a lead, you're gonna do a big expansion. You're gonna add, a, oh man, things are looking great for Skeleton Key. And then Mother Nature goes, screw Skeleton. <laughs> and she sends an EF3 tornado through Woodridge. And in uh, June of 2021, you guys got probably the worst possible news. Yeah. No, we, uh, we, you're right. We had just expanded into our new space, uh, in, we opened it in April of 2021 <laughs> and we just hired new employees. We just expanded to our new space. We basically were going to hit the next level. Um, we were able to introduce our expansion space for like two months. Uh, and then all of a sudden father's day evening that Sunday, um, the tornado came through and it put a stop to us for 11 months. And we were closed down for 11 months after that. And then you're right. We we're coming right off of the coattails of COVID. Emily, you were you were the first one to hear about this from all reports. You were yeah. kind of uh, monitoring monitoring the weather. Tornadoes have always freaked me out. And uh, I went to school. I got my bachelor's degree down in Missouri. And down there, there were a lot of tornadoes that would come through. And I developed a, a real fear about tornadoes when I was going to college. And... Um, you know, as I got older, it sort of faded, you know, and stuff like that. But when weather's really bad, I am definitely the one who's watching the weather reports, seeing where it's going. And that night I was I was paying really close attention because I was worried that it was going towards our sister's house because um, she lives just north of 75th Street. And all the reports we were seeing were saying north of 75th Street. So I was I was tracking it pretty closely because of that. Then hearing that it hit our place, I mean, that really came out of nowhere. Well, you had you had cameras out in the back, right? So oh you, yeah, yeah. You not only heard about it, you had to watch 
Oh, yeah. As this hit your brewery. Yeah. Once it was, um, yeah, that was so messed up. I don't well, know. Not a, yeah, not only did on it, this, but... it hit, it, it, the cameras caught it coming, oh. and then all of our cameras went black. Yes. Yeah. So then we didn't know what had happened after that, but yeah. we knew the power something got caught. Happened. So something, you know. Something. So what time of day was this? Was it really? I can't remember. I remember it's like a, it's like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, so it was pretty late at night. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was dark out. And we were the only reason it was actually some patrons who lived across the street in the subdivision across the street that texted me and sent me a picture and said, I think the brewery's on fire. And I was like, what? And there are pictures of from where they were, where you could just see like red and orange and yellow, like up in the sky. And, um, and I was like, what the hell is going on? You know, can you go over there? And uh, he's like, no, my wife won't let me. And I was like, well, that's smart. You really, <laughs> you really shouldn't. I mean, it is really bad weather. But uh, eventually they did sort of creep over there and they took a picture and um, the, the fire was actually from, the street was on fire. So all the trees that had been busted went into the road and the transformer on the corner exploded and caught the trees on fire. So our place wasn't on fire, but you could see something had happened because we had a pride flag that was hanging up in the front window and it was just like at it like torn down on one side and we're like well how would that happen something is in there something got in there we hadn't seen the drone footage of overhead where we could you know where the roof was torn off we hadn't gotten close enough yet to see that all the windows were broken so it was like we were just operating based on that those two pictures and John went and because um, I called him right away and he's like, I'm going down there and he couldn't get down the street because it was on fire. And so he was like parked like a block and a half down for like, what, two hours? Yeah, probably. And it wasn't until I think it was about two, two thirty in the morning that I heard it over the police scanner because I was still like at that point, I'm just like, what's happening? A tornado came through, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they said, um, when, the, when the fire department talks on the police channel, it's actually like a mechanical voice. So it was extra eerie, where it was like this mechanical voice that came across that just said, uh, 8102 Lamont Road, Skeleton Key Brewery, severe structural damage. And oh. my heart just sunk into my stomach. And I called John, and uh, they let him in the back. Well, that was what, yeah, they let and me. What did you, when you walked in, John, what was, I can't imagine the scene. What was it? Well, so it was... I mean, right after she called me, because I was just sitting there waiting for the police line to let us through. And, uh, and you know, I didn't, I certainly wasn't going to go over there and say, hey, I got a business down there. Let me through. You know, I mean, they weren't letting people through because it was a dangerous situation. Yeah. I understood that. Once a street's was, on fire, that's a good, yeah, it's a yeah. good sign. Oh, just yeah. Play yeah. A so I, as much as I was, my stomach was flipping over and over and over again, I, I, I was respecting what was happening. And when she called me and said that, I just said, I'm going to just go over there and just see if they'll let me through. And, and as soon as I drove up, I, I said to the police officer who was, who was manning the line there, I said, hey, I own a, um, a business that's in there. And right when I said it, he goes, skeleton key. And he had this look on his face. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one. And he's like, all right, I'm going to let you through. Um, be really careful driving on the street. There's debris all over the place. And, uh, you know, just just get in there, take a look at what you need to take a look at, and then try and get out of there as quickly as you can. And, uh, and I pulled in and looked in our, you know, our brand new, uh, expanded area and we've got a big uh, glass garage door, much like these. And, um, I looked inside and, and, uh, I could just see all the walls were completely down. Oh. I could see tables everywhere. And so it started kind of just hyperventilating at that point. And then I was like, well, let me walk around the back and see what it looks like in the back. And I walked around the back and our garage doors on the back of the unit were blown completely in, um, and then, so then I was just standing there like, I don't know if I can go in there. I don't know if I want to go in there. And I was, you know, having a mini heart attack, just observing this. And then as I was standing there, a whole group of uh, uh, firemen who were walking the perimeter happened to walk up at the same time. And they saw me and they said, you know, are you all right? Is that, you know, and I was like, I wasn't in there. I just pulled up and, and they said, is this your place? And I said, yeah. And then, and they were like, all right, we're not, we're not supposed to do this, but let us take you in there because... I think it's not as bad in the back. They were like, we've already been through there. It's not as bad in the back as it looks from the outside. Okay. So maybe it'll ease your mind a little bit to go in there. And so we walked in the back and where all of our actual brewery equipment was, um, was all disheveled, you know, from the doors being kicked in. Yeah. But all the equipment was where it was supposed to be. I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking our tanks are oh, yeah. twisted around oh, stuff. And I think that's what everybody thought, too. Yeah. When everyone in the community first heard the news, they were like, oh, my God. 
there's got to be a fermenter and a treat. Yeah, yeah. And that's and so I, I figured it was just going to be everything yeah. completely destroyed. And so when I walked in, it did make me feel a little bit better to see, like, okay, the back area, the brewery was largely untouched other than just being kicked around. Uh, but the front, our tap room was everything. I mean, the walls, every wall in there, the ceilings, everything was gone. Um, and so, you know, then seeing that, I, I, I went right back into panic mode. Like, sure. Uh, and then I called Emily and Paul and said, um, you guys might want to come over here because... And you had just signed good. all the, the all the papers to expand even further, right? Right before the tornado that, hit? No. I mean, well, that we was had, our expansion. We were yeah, we but, were working on the patio at that point, We had right? signed, yeah. So we had, we had signed the lease for that space. Okay. Uh, March. Five days before oh, that was, lockdown. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. tapping now. Yeah. So it was similar to what you were saying, but it, it was that first that calamity. The, the that, first that tragedy. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you guys are cursed. Yeah, I, we I'm went back and back. forth on whether, <laughs> yeah, we went back and forth on whether we were going to do it because we were like, it makes so much sense, you know, having an event space, all that stuff. Sure, sure. And um, went back and forth and finally we were like, fuck it, we're going to do it. Let's sign the lease. And then five days later, it was like, by the way, uh, all <laughs> Illinois is shutting down. And we were like, Okay, hey. that's fine. This will be time for us to actually do construction. We'll be shut, everyone will be shut weeks, down. Guys. That's right. what we, yeah. That's exactly what we, they were, they were like, you guys can back out now if you want. We'll let you out of these contracts. Oh, okay. And we were like, no, nah, we're this fine. thing's going to, this thing's going to last like a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, we'll be, we'll be, and then we'll hit everything with cuts. Like we will be closed. We can get the construction done. And in a, in a month when this whole thing blows over, <laughs> sure. we'll open up and we got this brand new place. That was March of that 2020. Yeah. That March of 2021, I mean, we were still <laughs> trying to figure God. that shit out. It, still, it took that long to do construction. So yeah. we kind of did work along that timeline. Yeah, but yeah, but then, you know, having the roof torn off and all the stuff broken, sure, that yeah. sucked a lot. Yeah, but then you get whole new plans. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned that the brewery equipment was in place, but yeah. the tanks were full cuz you had just you had just brewed yeah. plus you had all the ingredients for the brew that you were supposed to start the day after the tornado <laughs> right. hit. A whole week's worth of And brews. this is yeah. where this is where I think the brewery community really shows its color. Because yeah. tell, tell everybody, because oh you guys were probably, and, and I'm not trying to be, uh, to exaggerate, this had to be like the lowest point. Oh. And then, oh, yeah. then your competitors, for all intents and purposes, mm -hmm. but all part of this community, they, was, didn't let you, they didn't let you stay down there yeah. too long. No. It was unbelievable. And the, the truth, the fact of the matter is, is that we were crazy uncomfortable with it at first. Oh, really? Yeah, because it just felt like we just kept saying it's just a business. No one got hurt, you know, like like this is so it, it, it was so meaningful that everyone wanted to get our backs. But at the same time, we're like, you know, we still didn't know the full story of like what had happened elsewhere in Woodridge. And we were like, you know, we you know, we, we do have insurance, you know, like maybe this will be fine. And it wasn't until we called our uh, our accountant and we were like, Hey, um, people want to do a GoFundMe for us. Uh, what should we do? And um, and she was like, "You're going to have gaps." Um, she's like, "You're gonna have gaps, and if you want to be able to uh, keep your staff employed, because." Remember, during COVID, we had to furlough yeah. them how many times? Oh God! And so we had just hired new people like a couple months earlier. We had just had our staff back working full time, and. She was like, if you want to be able to support them, do it. And we were like, and that's what we did. Like all, pretty much all the GoFundMe. I mean, we had some outstanding yeah. bills we had to cover. But like, other than that, all the money went towards paying our staff while we were shut down. So one of the things that you said was like, it's just a business and nobody got hurt. And that is 100% yeah. the first and foremost thing. The generosity it, was so overwhelming. It was also, so hard to handle. Isn't it interesting like when we have, we think the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're in the same, Christopher and I are in the same boat of like, it's, it's us running it and it's just a business and everyone, you know, we love everybody. We love our community. But when you think about the impact that your business has on that community and how that community then wants to like raise the business back up, it isn't like, it, it becomes more than that. It becomes, yeah. it becomes, you know, the nucleus of a place and like it becomes somebody's safe space and you don't know what you mean mm -hmm. to a community until you're hit with yeah. a giant tornado or or just 
COVID, like we all were like those things where you're like, oh my God, yeah, this is insane yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. We learned a lot about that over the course of the next couple of weeks. I mean, you know, it, it, like I only said, it, it it took us a while to get comfortable with it's hard accepting to and it's to learn oh, just yeah. sometimes yeah. you just need to be able to say thank you and that's it and be like, thank you. You don't want to be like, no, 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 don't do that. No, 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 don't do that. And we tried that for so long. That's what our taproom GM at the time said. Um, yeah. She was like, you, you just have to, you know, Right. This is you something we need to just be grateful and just th- just say thank you. And we we're like, okay. And Man. people yeah, were raising hard. money through the GoFundMe, but the be- you know you had all this beer. Yeah. John, tell yeah. tell everybody because that I thought was amazing too. How yes, the community rallied around, which is phenomenal. Yeah. But then the beer community rallied around to go, hey, you guys got all this stuff. It was right. Super Tuesday. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that uh, it was. It's also worth saying that, you know, the immediate feeling right after the tornado was obviously uh, at our, like you said before, we were at our lowest. We were kind of just like after everything we've just gone through with COVID and just getting this place back open to have this happen. Our our initial instincts, I think, and it was just being so, so broken down by this whole thing was just like, we're done. This is How it. Do we, like, come that, back we can't we can't rebuild this. We're looking at this place and going, we just built this and it already had most of the stuff there. Now we've got to rebuild it again from scratch. And so, you know, the GoFundMe coupled with all these breweries basically coming together and saying, um, we're going to raise money for you, but also we're going to all come and help you get all your stuff out of there, all your beer out of there so you can sell it. And uh, and that day, uh, I don't remember how many breweries showed up, but it's so much that we had to start turning people away because there were too many people and it was just starting to get a little bit too, there was too much going on and we were yeah. like, we really appreciate it, but like we've got more than enough help. And it was basically just a, uh, um, you know, just a line of people just bringing cases of beer out, kegs of beer out, um, and then brought all of our ingredients out. And then breweries were like, um, I'll brew that beer at my brewery for you. Yeah. You know, like uh, we'll, we'll brew the beer there. We'll package it there. We'll get it out for you. Well, that's when the tour so, started. Like yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, that's right. when the yeah. live and let lift. Right. Lift and let lift. It started, yeah. yeah, it started with just like people saying, we'll help you brew these beers that you had planned for this week. And then after that, we were just kind of like, maybe, maybe this is, uh, maybe that's a, um, a bright spot in all this is that maybe we could just take this time to go and brew some beers, some collaboration beers with other people, hang out with our friends, get to go to a bunch of other breweries. And that was where the idea for this uh, uh, collaboration tour kicked off to where we can, um, because by that time, then we had sort of, you you know, sold all of our beer and we weren't really, you know, our heart was our tap room. It always has been. So we didn't want to start contracting our own beer and then selling it to retail or anything like that because that's never really been our model. We were always a tap room focused brewery. So to not have that, it was sort of like, you know, we knew that our, our, our customers would come and buy our beer and stuff like that. But we liked the idea more of doing this collab tour and just having, you know, let's go brew some beers with some other people, have them sell it, you know, in their tap room. Um, as more of just a way to kind of keep our name, keep our name out there and right. let, let people know we're still here. We're, we're, you know, yeah. we're working on coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I mean, it was, it was so much fun and, and such a distraction from what would have that otherwise too, yeah. been a yeah. really, really, it really was. Time. Yeah. Yeah. How many breweries did you hit on the tour? 13. There's 13 on that shirt, right? Wow. Yeah. 13. We made like, a, we well, made like a band tour. It was great. Sure. You're, <laughs> you're on there. You're on there. Yeah. Right. We about 13. One. But oh, but we did hit. Uh, oh, that's phase right. three. That's phase right. three. That's right. The only, yeah. the only, there was only one brewery that isn't on that shirt that I wish was on the shirt. Mm-hmm. We did collaborate with, kind of like, um, which was Workforce. Like Workforce yeah. isn't on the shirt, and Workforce did a ton to help us yeah. um, from brewing our beer for us, and then brewing a collaboration with the Pink Boots Society oh, nice. um, yeah. to benefit us. Like they did so much stuff, and looking back, like. They should have been the first name on that shirt. Have they, they really come back have. and said something? Hey, what's going on? Why are we on the shirt? Yeah, I actually, I, I told them that every public appearance I do from yeah, now until eternity, I will so mention how sorry I am. <laughs> workforce, shout out Workforce. Shout out, shout out Workforce. Nice. Uh, workforce, join us on the pod. Yeah, Workforce, you're, you're welcome to be here. And then you could say how, you know, snub you on their shirt. We It'll be a beautiful you. beer feud that we yeah. can start. As as you're rebuilding, you decided as it got close, you opened Little Key. Just uh, you know, you had these plans for a big place, but you opened just a small 
a small portion of a tap room. How important was that, not only for your sense of normalcy, but for the people who had been, you know, your customers, your loyal, your loyal people who had been as displaced for and a long staff. time. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. For, honestly, our, I think I think our staff benefited from it more than anyone did. It was like that moment where we first opened it, which was what October, I want to say. Yeah, it was October. October. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all of a sudden our staff, and and most of our, most of our staff is part time, but you know, then so they have the other things that they do. But when we got back to actually having a regular schedule, it was like, oh my god, you guys get to come back and yeah. get back to work, and you can see the customers you haven't seen them forever. And customers got to see the progress of some of the you know construction that was yeah. going on too. Yeah. So it was like, we're coming back. It was, <laughs> we're it trying. Was, it was it was amazing getting to have them back, and and it was you know it was short lived. We had it open for you know a, a period of time and until we were ready to open the, right. the the main brewery again. But it was also one of those cool little places. Like one of the, my favorite things people said about it was. They're like, well, you know, we, we basically opened it in the back of our brewery, near the back door, kind of bit, like you could see where the construction and where the destruction all was. Um, and people were saying it was like, it feels like every brewery felt like 10 years ago. You know, like it was that little, little tiny makeshift tap room next yeah. to all the tanks that, you know, mm-hmm. now it's not a big, gorgeous place that you with the kitchen and everything you're serving. They food, kept being, was, people kept saying, um, can you, can you keep this? Yeah. Like even yeah. after you open, can, like right? can it still be back thing. here? Yeah. It's like, well, John needs a space to make beer guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But ultimately, no. Oh, the brewers <laughs> are such divas. I know. Space. <laughs> we might, we might bring little key back for like a little treat. <laughs> We've been talking about it. We've been talking about it. Just very cool. You heard it here first. You did. I just say it. Thing. So that's great. I would say knock on wood, but no one touched the table. Yeah, nobody touched the table. Cody's going to kill the, the us. Ed will explode. So May 2021, huh? Skeleton Key reopens. What will be you know? What's been the progress since since then? And, and you know. You know that our grand reopening was also delayed a week because then John and I both of got COVID. Of course it was. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> I know. I know. So we that? got we got right down to it. We yeah. went up to the Illinois Craft Brewers Conference not up a, in Minneapolis. A, wasn't it? Not the Illinois Craft Brewers. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Oh, the CBC. regular oh, my God. The CBC up CBC. in Minneapolis. And um, yeah, and John and I came back with COVID, oh, as did oh. every uh, Yeah. Not me or Adam. Not him or Adam. We're like, guess Great we'll job, buddy. together for the next week. And then we wound up delaying it for a week, which was the absolute <laughs> right idea. Uh. Um, super spreader of CBC that year. Was really what was funny was uh, we were like, it's already been so long. You know, the fuck cares? We like, put we put that back. message out, and everybody couldn't have been like, "Don't worry, guys, it's okay." Like it was nobody could have given less of a shit. They were like, "It's all right." We had to move a couple things around, but it was ultimately <laughs> fine, and everybody was super cool, and not nobody, not one person, even people didn't know who we were, said anything negative about no. it. I want to say like everything was great. No. about it. yes, it is. I mean, the, the space is beautiful. And the bounce back has been incredible. And I mean, just as as human people, you guys are are wonderful, which I think makes all the difference in the world. No, I mean, that's true. There's just not great people in the world, as we know. (laughs) True. So it's really nice to know really nice people um, who need really nice things to come together and happen, which I think is exactly like there wasn't a a pot of there's I am not a happy, sunshiny, positive, radiant human. What? So there was no mm-hmm. <laughs> a realist, borderline pessimist at all times. But like, if the bright spot in all of it was where you are now, it's pretty. It's pretty great where you are now, right? It like, it yeah, is. it's pretty great. I think everything seems to be it's going well. You guys have got music there, and you've got music, like pop ups there. Our, you've got our, the space is. Inc- I think I already said it was gorgeous, but it's. One of the things that we've been planning that we haven't gotten to do since before COVID, uh, in 2019 was the last time we had our Scalibration, our big summer party, and we haven't gotten to do it. Scalibration is coming. Since this fucking Saturday. But here's My whole staff is requested off. My staff is requested off to go to your party. I love that. Which is great. And I love them. Can you go after, please? A fun fact about Scalibration, and by the way, we didn't mention this earlier, but you know, um, you guys were super generous to us during that time. And mm-hmm. not only did we brew the collab we did with you guys once, but it was so good we did, we did it again. again. That's right. Um, but so the nice. word scalibration <laughs> actually was uh, invented by Mr. Chris Below. Really? Uh, right. Of Exit Strategy. Right. I forgot about wow. He asked me one time, we were talking about something, and he's like, you should have a party that's called Scalibration. Or he said something about Scalibrate, and I was like, oh. oh now, did he make that. the t-shirt? 
In a way, in a way, he did. I just, you know. Although every year that like that comes up, every anniversary I have, he's like, you know what? Remind me to tell her that I'm really gonna need some kind of. Yeah, there's got to be a little. Like, I, what do I? What is the thing? I need like royalties on skeleton. Like royalties are like a beer. Stop it. We'll put a throne next to the stage. That's just that'll be that'll be his stage. He can just sit to wear a big skeleton head. This is my kingdom. Yeah. I kind of oh. love it. Next For the year. guy that likes no spotlight at all, can we shine three of them? That would be nice. Yeah. How uncomfortable can we make him? Yes. Oh, yeah. After all of this, do you guys think that your run of bad luck is over? Like you got it all oh, out of God. the way? I don't Why know what else. I'm going to I'm going to lightly tap on wood. I don't know what else could happen. The answer well, is fucking yes. no. And this past weekend, if it's any indication, we've had plenty of little things go wrong. Everybody has I, little I like things go wrong. I like to think. I, there's a part of me that likes to think that little things go wrong so that the big thing can go right. So yeah. I kind of feel like all these little things that are hiccups that are happening over the last couple of weeks and this weekend and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's all just making sure that next Saturday's calibration goes off without a hitch. It's going to be great. No, it's going to be wonderful. It is. We'll be short it staffed. Is. It's going to be great. I, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll send an extra help your way if you need it. it. Don't worry. <laughs> Rude, since you have to celebrate your own. You got to celebrate. You got to celebrate. 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 Let's turn a little bit more toward the beer. Uh, John. We've met, Catherine mentioned you guys at Skeleton Key. You have a nice balanced portfolio of beers. Yeah. What did you start with, and how do you? What do you look at when you're trying to achieve that balance of what you're offering the public? I mean, it's yeah, it's really uh, just trying to not not overload on one particular style um, or within those styles. Uh, basically, just trying to have something that's you know. Uh, Couple light beers, couple wheat beers, couple dark beers, couple bitter beers, couple malty beers. You know, just I hear all beers. I was gonna say yeah, all, all beers. beers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come, come, come by Skeleton Key, and, <laughs> and, 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 and you can prove to you that there's that a couple. Again. There's a couple there that are not. Right. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's generally our, our our mode is is that even if we have a beer that's like super, uh, that's 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 a kick-ass beer for us. Um, it might have to get put off the schedule for a little bit if it's if we already have two three beers of that style on. So, okay. Yeah. So we always you know if we've got uh, if we've got two pale ales on even if we've got one that you know sells really really well for us um, we just hesitate to go too far into that realm just because we've gotten so many compliments from people that come in and say you know um, I appreciate that you guys don't have. Mm -hmm eight IPAs on and there right. it's, that's no shot at anybody that does do that but it's just I think that there there is a lot of people that appreciate the fact that um, I do want an IPA every now and again but I like coming to a place where whatever mood I'm in there's something there for it well and that's the thing and I think we've seen shifts in the industry across the board no matter who you are in what folks are drinking and how to balance that portfolio out so you can hit everybody because again not everyone is going to be like, you know what I want? I want every single hop in the world yeah. ground and put into this. Yeah. No, it's, it's, but it's just like stout drinkers too, right? I want perish. nothing but barrel-aged stouts. <laughs> right. No, no, nobody does. Yeah. No one does. Yeah. You want balance in it. But trend-wise in the industry too, what are you noticing um, and how is it affecting your style of brewing or what you guys are, are putting out? Um, I mean, I do think that we are seeing at least i don't know up us and from when i've been at other breweries a little bit of a cooling on that whole like put as many ipas as you can on the board now that doesn't change the fact that if we have the letters ip and a on our board it's the best selling beers we have it's just is always that way Correct. no matter what we do it's always that way 100%. and i'm i got no problem with that but um i i i don't know if uh, things are just starting to spread out a little bit more um, mm -hmm. because I just feel like I, when I go to other breweries and at our brewery, we certainly sell a lot more IPA than anything else, okay. but it's not so overweighted to that anymore. Yeah. I, we're seeing a lot more people coming in and trying a lot of the other things mm -hmm. um, and then sort of branching out a little bit. And when I go to other breweries, I, I feel like I see the same thing too. I, I see a lot what more you, people branching out. What do you always have as your, you know, core beers that are they're going to be on tap no matter when somebody mm -hmm. comes to skeleton key they're always going to be able to get it and then tell us yeah. about what you brought 
Let's let's um, speak in terms of ideal. Ideal. Yeah, yeah we don't want ideal. We're still, okay. we're still struggling with the balance. Like coming back hasn't been I don't know, like like uh we haven't been able to just return to a specific model of oh, of production planning because things have changed so much in yeah. the time that it's taken for us to come back to normal. So we're going to just speak in terms of ideally. ideally. <laughs> we're getting there, but we what, keep running out of beer, of, which is like <laughs> good problem to have, but still sucks. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, we've got a, we've got a, we've got a handful of uh, what we would probably consider our, our core lineup. Um, Migratory being one of them. Mm. Uh, we've got a uh, Hellas Lager called Cold Fresh Joy that we try to keep on as, as much as possible. So uh, Friends Don't Lie, which is another beer that we've done since the very beginning. Mm. It's an all centennial hopped uh, pale ale. Um, and okay. then, uh, so this is more of a rotating series, but essentially, you know, we, we like to have, I like hazy hazy IPAs. I like a little bit more uh, bitterness in them than what is typical, but I also don't like to settle because of, with these beers it's kind of like what makes them what they are is the the different the different utilization of hops so i don't like to be tied down to one specific blend of hops so we do a rotating series on these where um we always try to have that on and as soon as that one's gone the next one that comes up okay. is similar you know exact same base style of beer just using different hops basically so that's our gufo series yeah. which gufo means owl in italian oh so they're all different types of owls this one's a spotted owl Not the sure last one was a great horned owl okay so i'm going to put in a request for a burrowing owl we did it already we did a burrowing done. owl. Wow. done we and done it. it we did it already we had <laughs> a kid even yeah what <laughs> I know. It was before. I was like, sorry, that, have that, we that, never that seen pictures. any of my social media about the burrowing owl, Kid Coral? Oh, I have, but no. it was before It was before all those photos. Yeah, How about a white owl that has a hint of tobacco? Totally Nobody <laughs> wants white owls. <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> it might come John, back. you're like Who a weird uh, scientist, okay. mad scientist. Right. 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 That was more get tobacco. Yeah. There was a burrowing owl beer. Oh, my goodness. Can we collect, please? Bring, yes. Oh, my God. So, John, when you're talking about ipas if you had the your choice hazy is your ipa mm. that you like uh, as a as a beer drinker i wouldn't say so no i'm oh, more no. of a uh i like um i like pale ales okay. uh, i like something that is uh sort of right down the middle of balance okay. where um it's not too malty it's not too bitter it's just kind of like very drinkable um and uh and kind of has just enough of each of those elements to where you you pick them up, but they're not distracting, you know. So like, yeah. I, I love I love a hazy IPA. I love a, a you know a double IPA. Uh, but if I'm being honest, what I, if I were to drink a pale style beer all day long, it would be it would be a pale ale. Very nice. It would be Daisy Cutter, to be honest with you. That oh wow, okay, great beer. Paul, Emily, as as people come in to Scout Key, do you see like I'm a multi? I, I like the maltier beers. Mm -hmm. yep. Is there, can you look at somebody and go, they're going to be an IPA <laughs> all no. the way down the line. No. And this, this person is going to like. No way. The, no. no, but all we need is for someone to tell us, like, if you tell us you like a malty beer, one of the beers that John left off that's a, that's a core brand is our Scottish ale, mm -hmm. um, Don't Blink. Uh, that would be, if you said, I'm into malty beers, that would be the first beer I'd give to you. Even though it's really a balanced like i mean there's still like a little bit of hop yeah, to it sure. but that would be the first thing i give to you well and, it, it, and well, it's, it's one of the october you've done Oktoberfest. Oh, yeah we do yeah. one yeah that's that's like our martin is that's my yeah, jam yeah and that's <laughs> one of the best beers and, and going back to sort of like what we were talking about before with people that think all beer is is bitter um one of the one of the things that was interesting to us early on was that um we started recommending our scottish ale to people that came in and said, you know, I'm a Bud Light drinker or whatever. I don't, I don't normally drink craft beer. What should I have? And we would usually try to go towards our lighter beers. Um, and sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't. But what we found was that the maltiness of the beer isn't as much of a problem for people as the hoppiness. Mm -hmm. So, so because, they, because they think that all beer is bitter. Mm -hmm. So if you give them something that is not bitter and super malty, even though it's a really dark color, very caramel forward, right. you'd think it might be too much for somebody that drinks a American light lager. They love it. They love it. And a lot it, of times what we do here is we say, all right, if you, if you believe that all beer is bitter and you believe these things, do you drink coffee? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's my first question. <laughs> sure, sure. Do you drink coffee in the morning? Yeah. Yes. Then your palate can handle way more than you think yeah. it can. Yeah. You're just underselling your taste buds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you can do more, yeah. but you haven't sat down and thought about it enough. Well, I can't drink a stout. <laughs> it's, it's just coffee with alcohol yeah. in it. It's all, like, yeah. That's what that's it is. One of, one of my favorite things is when people come in and they're like, people will be embarrassed. They're like, Bailey's? It's not that alcohol, weirdo. <laughs> I just drink Miller Lite and it's like, don't be ashamed of that. I got three things I can offer you. In fact, you know what? Try this crazy thing. It's one little sip. If you don't like it, you don't yeah. have to drink right. it. But how many times you've turned someone on to something that they think they're not going to like Absolutely. just because it's not the kind of thing they'd normally order. Well, that, right. And that's but that's half of the job of being in beer. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the way that like the way the craft beer succeeds as an industry is, is, is exactly in this conversation. Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you like? What do you not like? Try this new thing. Yeah. Maybe I've now turned you on to something. Like it, you know, and then that person goes out and goes out and goes out and goes out and tries the different things and that's how yep. we keep the industry as small breweries going. Yeah. Sure. Right? Like it's super cyclical Absolutely. when it's, you know, all right, well, I'm a Miller Lite drinker. Cool. This is a cream ale that's made here instead. Yeah. Try this. Oh, it's yeah. still beer-flavored beer. Right. Yep. But it's better. Yeah. And here's why, right? So, like, yeah. it's... Yeah. It's just translating, right? It's, it's just translating it what people actually mean mm -hmm. from what they're saying. Yeah. And beer-flavored beer is one of my favorite ways to describe it's beer-flavored beer. God, what do you have right now that tastes like beer? Hear that. People need to hear that sometimes. It's like, well, but it's kind of dark. I'm like, beer-flavored beer, just give it a try. It's just it's just know what it exactly. is. Hear the taste. It's still like beer. Still, because you know why it's beer. beer. End of the day. We have a couple questions, John, that we ask every brewer that comes in. Oh. The first one is, a beer that you brewed that you liked, it was fine, Every and people drank it, but you will never brew it again. Oh. For whatever Ooh. reason, whether it yeah. was too hard, too many ingredients, whatever it was, in it wasn't it. a failure, <laughs> but you'll never do it again. But this is fun for us, too. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. It's not just yeah, a John, it's an everybody. Right. Well, John brews them. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I want to hear what John I mean, what I would say yeah. it's migratory, but I still have to brew that one all the time. <laughs> um... Seriously, Trouble. How many times have we tried to get you to brew Trouble again and you won't bro brew it? Yeah, I mean, but that has nothing. I liked that beer. I um, I mean, there's really not. The, we, we used to do a lot of pilot batches of beer, okay. um, and those were the ones where I would, even if it went over well, I, I was not interested in promoting it to the to the big uh, okay. system. Oh, the um, peanut butter and jelly beer? Yeah, the peanut butter and jelly That's beer. That's what you're thinking um, of. Uncrustable. Yeah, I mean, you know, we uh, we did, well, I would say uh, the... the um, Trouble wasn't the one with uh, Chantrell's right? Agatha. Agatha. So that would be a beer that I probably would never brew 15 barrels of because fair enough. Because um, we can't afford that much yeah. Chantrell it, it, it would cost. It would cost a thousand dollars a glass. Brother so. Chimp is doing it right now, and Sam is actually foraging all the Chantrells. All right. Well, so get on that. Oh well, <laughs> you get on that, Emily. Cool. Also, Emily's a forager. I'm uh, calling, I'm calling in six that beer with the forage mushrooms. Yeah, if she forages all those, I'll be in the woods. Exactly. If I don't have to come in, no problem. <laughs> and I'm sick and foraging. Yeah. <laughs> we like to know the hill that you die on, a style or a something. Uh, for example, other people have said we will never do a seltzer, no matter how popular they get. I brew beer. I'm not. So the hill you would die on, something that may be popular, but you will never but, do. Oh, uh, say it. Milkshake IPA. Work. Yeah. That, that has come and, from a couple different people. Oh yeah. It's and, and and you know it's not something that I, I don't. I don't. No 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 I, no no no. I one hundred percent. I will never. If you if you see a milkshake IPA at Skeleton Key Brewery, I'm not there anymore. They fired me or something happened to me. It's not. I didn't make it. So, but I'm just saying. What I want to say is I don't have any problems with people because people love the, those beers. So if you want to brew that, it sells really well. Sure. I just like to brew things that I can. Appreciate it myself. Okay. So yeah, I want it because I because I don't want to brew something that I go like yeah I don't know if it's good because I'm not going to drink it you know, <laughs> and that's so that and and that's the milkshake IPA style to me it's just not something that I that I dig on. So I like I, this well, I like this hill very much. What's your health? Yes. Oh, oh, I, oh that, a milkshake hill. IPA. Oh, it's such a bad the same hill. Okay, that's so it's like a nice sizable. Yeah. Wow. It's like the. Yeah. It's literally the only thing it's that we the... have all talked about not ever, not wanting to do ever. <laughs> yeah. Same. 
That's great. So, I can't wait till we get somebody in here who who brews nothing but milkshake IPA, yeah. <laughs> and I'll just look at them with this thing. Do you know how many brewers do you know? And they'll, they'll be they'll be like, "That's why we're doing it. Look at all this fucking money yeah. we're making." <laughs> yeah, let those snubs. <laughs> like, that's right, you can't. Yeah, let those Long crazy traditional snubs. information is on the canyon. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, yeah. What, yeah. Oh man, sugar content. Oh Lord, that'll be the death of that. God, you know what? That's when that trend dies a very, very slow, right? painful. Not even slow and painful. That you got to put the calorie count on. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna do seven hundred right. calories. Yeah. I can. Right. Well, no, it's an actual milkshake. Yeah. That's yeah. why. Yeah. You know how much lactose you could make. It's a lot of lactose in you. <laughs> so much lactose. Well, thank you to Paul and Emily Slayton, co-owners, along with John Schulpa, also a co-owner. John is the head brewer as well. Skeleton Key Brewing. How can people find you? Where can they get a hold of you? How can they follow you on all the places that people need to follow Plates? You see it. We have a website, SkeletonKeyBrewery.com. We also are on the socials at Skeleton Key Brewery. That is brewery, not brewing. Um, but we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, um, I don't know when this is airing, but we have a big party next weekend. So <laughs> it's airing uh, after the party, but they do. We have had, a party, had a party last weekend. We had a party last weekend. There might be yeah. another party coming up. You guys <laughs> might miss this one, but you'll get to next ones. Right. The next, the, the next celebration where. Chris Val was going to be enshrined in some yes, sort that's of right. plastic skeleton. A skull throne. Sarcophagus. That's right. It's going to be A great. sarcophagus? Yeah. Is he getting close dead? It's going to be, yes. Is he being be, mummified? Oh, yes, he's just going to be this kept feels there. weird. No, it's going to be fantastic. Okay. I mean, I've already visualized it. It's going to be great. Um, stick around because... Do please. Because uh, I know you guys will be able to weigh in. Um, oh, yes. Catherine, this is Catherine's, uh, this is Catherine's segment. Because I mean, she, and, and it's, the, you guys, I'm sure, will all, I always just step aside because Catherine likes to shine a harsh light on this week in bad customer behavior. I do. I do. Um, yes, grab some beers. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, be, you gotta be drinking when, it's true. <laughs> for the right. bad customer yeah. behavior. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually good. I was just, I just, I love these. I love both of these and both of these are some of my yes, favorites at the, at the tap room. Um, great stuff. It also reminds me just like hanging out and seeing you guys that we don't actually get out enough and yeah. we need to come out and see because we just don't. I mean, well, because we're here or oh, home. Like, do you own a brewery or something? <laughs> Wait, is it a small business? It's, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I blame society, personally. Always. Yes, and but... every, I, which is a great lead in. I blame society. So, bad behavior this week. And I was yes. thinking about it earlier in the week. And it starts with one majestic word that doesn't just instill fear in like the hearts of all humans, but also makes everyone just like cringe with rage. Oh my God, I, can't wait. I know I'm Are so excited. So many guesses. Are you ready? <laughs> oh wait, do we want to do some guesses? Yeah, let's uh, do some. Are we guesses. on a chat, Cody? Are we okay? On t We're all right on time. Yeah, we're fine. All right, great. Do you want to guess? It is one word again. Deep rage. Start with a little this. anxiety. We'll I feel like I'm going to guess too much. And I'm going to get myself. In okay, trouble. then yeah, I feel like we're I feel like okay. Then no, no, no guess. You don't want to guess? Yeah, yeah. All no right, guess. no guess. No All guess. right, I'll guess because I don't have a brewery. Right. I don't care if customers come in to see me. Perfect. Uh, you guys have to worry about your business. <laughs> entitlement. Oh, it's a great one. We'll get to that later. That's a, okay. That's a whole please. We could do an entire bonus episode. Anywho, the word is glitter. Oh. <laughs> What? Like, can they bring glitter in? No, glitter, glitter is the There's word that creates the anxiety and the rage oh. and, like, the anger. Are you entertaining are you a lot of strippers? Right? Yeah, we have a, we have a, First of all, we don't stripper shame in this I'm family. Not, no, I wasn't shaming them. Secondly, I'm all about, listen, I got no hate okay. for strippers. Okay, so, glitter. Bad she always stops me when I, right. when I start to walk <laughs> too far. Bad behavior of the week involves everyone's least favorite thing. Now, in my personal life, I would cover every possession I have in rose gold glitter and I would live happily ever after and it would be great. However, comma, there was the time where we had, um, and you guys have these too, you have like semi-private events where you're still open, oh, yeah. but like part of your space sure. is, is used for something. Mm -hmm. So we had an adult, in bold adult birthday party, in the back and strippers 
there were no strippers. Uh, that is what you think of when you think of adult, though. Thank Just, you, Emily. <laughs> it is, but it was it was her. Okay, it was a grown-up birthday party. There, okay. Someone's like, there we go. That feels better. 40. That feels less XXX. Sure. <laughs> X six 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 six. Right. Um, so it was it was someone's it was fortieth. It was a fortieth party. So we were like, all right, great. It's going to be like, I don't know, a lot of vodka sodas and some beer and some people hanging out, and it'll be fine, and everything will be great and fine. Email comes in. Can we bring balloons and like cupcakes? Absolutely. Please don't put anything up. Like, don't hammer into the walls. And that's essentially my only rule. Thank you for doing that. Comes in. Things are fine. They bring some balloons. They bring in cupcakes. They ask if they can extend their party. And all of these things are fine. Can you extend your party? Sure. Can you change the Pandora station? Absolutely. Whatever. <laughs> Nobody cares. All of these are totally reasonable requests. Until we've now devolved because there's been a lot of beer. There's been a lot of other stuff. And there's been cupcakes. So now we're on a sugar high and yeah. tipsy. And they start popping the balloons. Uh, oh, yeah, with the confetti. With the confetti and the balloons inside. are full of no. glitter. I was waiting like, for that. I was glitter waiting for, for that. No. Glitter? This was not a Glitter. Not oh, no. gender reveal party? No, also those are weird. We can talk about that. Yeah, that's okay. But, oh, hell no. So it's... It's it's like pretty looking balloons. They looked so classy and like so cute, whatever. And they came in. They're in the, the their little balloon case, whatever. And I was at home because I am old. And after nine o'clock, I turned into a pumpkin. And I'm getting texts from every staffer, oh, and one no. of them was like, "I don't even know. Can you come in? Can you come and see what's happening? Or do you want me to film it? Do you want pictures?" What do you, how do you want me to handle this? I want I was you like, to handle it. Yeah. That's what I want you to do. Which I said, I was like, A, I'm in bed. Two, <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't really in bed. I do say I am on call all the time. Let's be very clear. But that's not the point. The point is, as we all are, we're in call in pajama pants. doesn't matter. We're always on call. Always on call. Um, so I'm like, I don't know. I guess film it. I guess film like if you can take if you can take film it because I kind of want to see it. Yeah, why not? Sure. And it is truly adult humans with like safety pins, popping balloons that are showering glitter over half of this business. Just showering it. We have we have a clause in our contracts and our private event contracts for an excessive cleaning fee. And also, nice. you have to sign. You have to initial uh, a clause that says you will not bring glitter or confetti into the place. <laughs> so we added that. Post. Highly recommend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that you mentioned that part because right. one of the things we, we we think about a lot is the people that you remember because they made you change a rule. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. And, and you'll never forget. Like, Somebody get me the lap shot. Let's say why do you guys do that? Because right. this guy on September yeah. 31st in 2016. <laughs> right. I know exactly because why. But in yes. The year of our Lord 2018. <laughs> someone put glitter everywhere. That's horrible. And it, it was. That's and, so horrible. I mean, like the and the, it's so fun. It's so cute. Are it's so you not my house? Yeah. Off the floor with your fingernails. Ew. I'm glad that you know that your bad behavior for today was one that no reasonable human being would not be behind. Yeah, sure. Right? Really, yeah. That is yeah, just that horrible. is just frustrating. Because I know also that you guys do get you guys get some semi privates and some private mm -hmm. events, and I know occasionally yeah. they are for people under the age of 12 mm -hmm. or. Possibly Wait, less what? so these days. Oh, we yeah, get our minors yeah. drinking nowadays. <laughs> oh, this is excellent. I can't. No, we all get. So here's the thing: right? birthday party, every yeah. single brewery. Oh, right. oh, okay. We get kid birthday. A lot of breweries get kid birthday parties. Really? Oh, parents very much want to feel like they are being super cool. So they have their kids one year, two, three. Cody, uh, has, Cody has a three year old and a uh, almost one year old. He's he could not look more baffled. Yeah. But. I'm yeah. hoping That's I've been to the birthday, your son's birthday <laughs> party is at your house, Cody. Maybe we up it this year for the yeah. for the Ooh. new one. The one year old birthday party. Confetti <laughs> somewhere else. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean we we all get we all really? get these requests and True. you really have to have we gotta have rules. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that's been, I mean, especially with the private event stuff, that's been a lot of fine tuning. Yeah. But it is like there. after it happens once, yeah, you can't. Sorry, you have to make class. new rules. And is that just, one that you you learned from a mistake, or you learned from somebody confetti. else who put it in before confetti it happened is, to you? Oh, we, Emily and I have been glitter in the service industry. The service like industry yeah. okay. like Emily and Paul have been anti-glitter for yeah. Yeah. Decades. Yeah. decades. Yes, yeah. no glitter. Yeah, no glitter, no confetti. 
It's still, it's, 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 show him your, show him your yeah. tattoo. Yeah, you my no bear tattoo. Wow. I mean, it's on it's, it's, it's your. Yeah, it's, right? I don't think I've ever yeah, met your somebody. No regrets. No glitter. No regrets. No glitter. No glitter. Right there it is, right there. No vowels. Wow. No regrets. No glitter. No vowels. There it is. So yeah, that's. Like this past weekend, we had um, we had a shower, and one of the people there—it was not the person hosting; it was one of the people helping them. Because that's another thing is that you can get agreement from the host, but then the helpers can do whatever they want. It seems, but um, one of the helpers—they brought confetti, and they kept trying to get me to agree to let them put confetti out. And I was like, "Listen, man, this isn't—I'm not trying to be a jerk. I get it. Confetti's fun. That's why it exists. But I will be sweeping it up till forever. I will be sweeping it up till forever. Literally, I'll find it in three months and be like, "God damn it!" Yeah, stuck to the ground with the beer that accidentally spilled. Exactly. It's it's terrible. And it's anyway. All right, so That's what our, we have learned is very if you're training your child small. to drink a one-year-old by having their party at a brewery, <laughs> which I'm all for, uh, I'm down with that, but don't bring glitter or confetti. No. You want to talk about how having your child's one-year-old birthday party at a brewery isn't about your one-year-old child, it's about you going to a brewery and just Boy, taking your kid really and having cake? I think we're, we're comfortable well, I, with that, but just then let your kid be the only kid. Like then, just oh, make I it like be a grown-up party with just your kid, because <laughs> your kid yeah. doesn't have friends; they're one. I've been wacky, really. One of the, the, yeah, the yeah. Quests for shit like that. Really? Like, no, you cannot have an exotic animal wrangler bring bats into our no, place. What? Uh, your kid to ball pit? Ball pit was ball one pit? of them. Like, no, why? <laughs> ball it's evolving pit? quickly. A small indoor bounce house. Oh, uh, a small sure. indoor bounce house. Didn't indoor. know exactly what that meant. Yeah. Why are you guys so tyrannical? Oh, oh my gosh, I know, right? Terrible. This right. all goes back to the insurance claim thing. It's right? <laughs> horrible. They're trying to not have more of those. Once, uh, I feel like I'm ruining a future episode, but we'll get it out there now. Uh, we once had a request from a nudist club. Oh, who said, it. yeah. Yeah, who said, I will we'll paper all the windows, we'll paper all the seats. Yeah. And I was like, but what do we do with our own selves? Also, no, thank you. Why are and you shaming the naked body? body? Oh, okay. <laughs> I again. No, I finally got to turn it. I finally right. got to turn it on yeah. you. Yeah. I finally. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. It's cool that that's points. what their lives are, and I think it's really interesting that they're able to find places to accommodate them. To make my point, I'm sorry, Emily. I interrupted. Oh no, we were just no. You it's want fine. people in your brewery? No, I'm fine no with it. No children or goats, because you're gonna have naked people. I, I didn't say no to we goats. Got, we got that. You <laughs> said exotic animals and, and uh, a goat's you know, not exotic. Oh, that's Paul's thing. Like I'm fine with it. Yeah. We did get Cody. Cody, mark this down. Petting zoo at Skeleton King. Just kidding. Just kidding. We did get that same request for for uh, a nudist party at the place, and and ultimately, ultimately, we did, we did say no, but we we were definitely talking about it. Yeah, man. It's like I'm gonna just work. I don't want to be part of it. Where can a nudist party? But I do kind of want to like. Just see what it's like. Yeah, I don't know. We had the we probably had that cursory like, all right. So logistically. Here's how this works. They were like, yeah. everyone's going to bring a towel to sit on. And we were like, yeah, that is yeah. not my concern. <laughs> my concern is not you bringing a See, towel. That's been my to first be concern. It's that, one of my that concerns. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But one of the interesting no. things that like came up when we were talking about it is like we have we have a lot of we have closed circuit camera Ooh, cameras. Oh, yeah. And we need those for security. But that would also not be cool with no. naked people. And so ultimately we were like, yeah, this doesn't jive with our security needs. So which is no. a great way to I think we just said no thank you we're let very me, yeah let me ask since you guys are both owners since <laughs> the, all four of you are we went to if, four. Uh, now i forgot the question <laughs> but it was it was basically like uh, oh forget it i forgot i was all i was just oh it's staff, such a no, good dealing question. with staff oh. here it is so so let's say as a group you three and and catherine you and chris decide yeah you know what we're gonna uh, Nudists deserve to drink our great beer. This is fantastic. Naked people are bringing towels. It's going to be fun. Do you, like, you know your staffs. Are there yeah. people you go, would you be willing to work a naked uh, well, we crowd of yeah. artists? Yeah. I already have people oh, in mind. Yeah, yeah like, we know. I have two of your staff already in mind. Okay. We're like, oh, that'd be fun. Totally <laughs> we fine. Exactly. We all know. Yeah. And, of course, that would be one of those things where it's like, you'd be like, listen, this one thing is happening. Talk about boring stuff. Do you want to, <laughs> 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 Do you want to be a part of this? If not, no worries. You can't require them to work. Yeah, that's why it would be like, once we decided that we were going to have that party, then it would be, okay, let's talk to staff and 
right. make sure that somebody wants to work this before we say yes to these right, people. Okay. Because, and then <laughs> we would for sure have at least two or three people that would jump on it. And besides the fact that there's no way we wouldn't be there ourselves. <laughs> no, I have to be. The, yeah, at least yeah. one. Yeah. See, that's the thing is that I also feel like either Chris yeah, or I yeah, would have yeah. to be there. And let's be the honest. Mm-hmm. Our our guy is not Chris no. Is not our Chris hero is not going to no. no he's he's not not coming to anything. <laughs> It'd be fun if we put a throne in here for him to sit at while sure. the dude is we're drinking and stuff. But that so would, now what we what, what, would no. he have to be naked in the throne? Well, it's maybe it's a, it's maybe it's a throne, right? it's a throne that's got a box around his midsection and he just says that he's naked underneath <laughs> it. But really, he's fully clothed. And everybody just, a or or just his eyes, right. so you don't know. So you know. Schrodinger's box. Yeah. He could just think he <laughs> never do like one Tobias Pukes <laughs> or a rest of yeah. the yeah. Cut-offs right. on. Right. We are right there. Yeah. Uh-huh. We got just some denim cut-offs. Oh, guys. Well, this has been, this has been right. a treat. Good. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for Chris to hear this one. He mentioned a lot to He really did. You know what? For somebody who is not even present, nor was allowed to be present. Well, our thanks again to Paul and Emily Slayton and John Chopa. They are the co-owners of Skeleton Key Brewing in Woodridge. Uh, John is also the head brewer. Emily, give those fantastic social media sites again. Uh, our website is skeletonkeybrewery.com, and then we are at Skeleton Key Brewery on both Facebook and Instagram. Very nice. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you all for listening and for watching. Uh, our executive producer of Crafty Brewers is award-winning podcast producer, and that's not that's not BS. He actually has won, won awards for producing the podcast. Cody Goff, he is our executive producer. Uh, Catherine, people are supposed to do something. What, what should they do? They are. Um, so you can go ahead and like the show, subscribe to the show, follow the show. Um, we are on Instagram at crafty underscore brewers underscore pod. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. Uh, he is Brian Noonan. She's Catherine Vallow. And remember, keep it tight in the pocket. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs>